It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipittv. Hey guys, John Barchard here. You guys know how much I love to play fantasy football. So I need you to listen up because I want you to join the highest rated fantasy football app. It's called Draft. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but be done in under five minutes. And they last just for one week. Drafts start every couple of minutes. So you can join one right now for week five. And the best part is you get to play for cold, hard cash and get this your chances of winning are 80 percent better than on the salary cap sites on all the dfs sites because you're always trying to figure out okay where should i start this guy do the value and i don't have enough money to do all that stuff it doesn't happen on draft you get a selection of every premium player you just got to be the smartest one in the room it's a six player snake draft so you get in you get out tournaments start from one dollar to a thousand dollars to everything in between three person drafts six person drafts on and on the options are limitless and all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit all you have to use is promo code bgnr that's right play a real money game for free just by using promo code bgnr and it gets even better draft is so sure that you'll love it that they are offering bgn radio listeners a money back guarantee up to a hundred dollars no excuses now just search draft in your app store or go to draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code BGNR. You're listening to BGN Radio. Wenson, third down, takes a low snap. Here comes the rush. He steps up. He is floating it deep. And it is caught by Adamore at the 20. Comes back at the 10. At the 5. He is in for the touchdown. He falls backwards. My a 72-yard bomb to Aguilar. <laughs> Draft Chitter, 
Get your ass ready because I got thousands and thousands of deep ball takes for you. It is episode number 267 of the BGN Radio Podcast, and we are live, 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 right here on the Facebook.com. John Barcher, James Seltzer, Vince Quinn, rocking the Hugh Douglas jersey, and I don't know if it was the 53, I don't know if it was my speech that I gave to Carson Wentz during the pregame show, but man, oh man. Corey Smith is back. That's what we're talking about. We just need, <laughs> just show me the deep ball. It becomes a high-powered offense. 31-7. to seven. They absolutely rolled the Giants. 34-7. to seven. 34. I apologize, Jake Elliott. I forgot yes. about your field goal at the end. Uh, the Giants are slipping away to 0-5 as we speak. It's starting to become an excellent weekend. Hopefully, Green Bay can help us out here in just a couple of minutes. But, gentlemen... I got to say, Nelson Aguilar, Torrey Smith, deep threats, anybody? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. So uh, we'll go uh, and play through uh, a bunch of different cuts. But, man, oh, man, this is what we needed to see from this Eagles team. We needed just to see, put the pedal on the on the gas, don't let up. And they didn't throughout this entire time. For those of you that love to run, I'm sorry that wasn't there because there was too many mother effing air yards in the building to contain Carson Wentz today. <laughs> I'm feeling good, James. What's on your mind? How could you not? be feeling good after that. Like we said, we talked about it in the pregame. We talked about it yesterday. What's it going to take to look at this team and feel confident going into a matchup like this? And now you have to. They handled a f- inferior team. They beat them like they should have beat them from the jump. Like it was over at the end of the first quarter. You felt like no chance they're losing this game. And they didn't. They won it easily, and that's what we wanted to see. That's what we love to see. Obviously, Wentz, man, some some deep throws a little bit there, hitting some some air yards, as you said. So, um, you know, they just beat up. I, I think you have to come out of this and say the Eagles are a good football team, like they, a legitimately good football team. And uh, it's going to be a pretty good matchup on uh, on Thursday night. It's a short week. Hey, by the way, with that, we will be live at the Delaware Park Casino. Come down and hang out. We're going to give away free food and a bunch of other stuff. We're going to have a good Good time. Come watch it as Carolina, uh, you know, takes on these Eagles, and <laughs> Carolina kind of looks for real. Although uh, Detroit is coming back on them, we'll keep no, you it's updated. Over. Is it's it over, over already? Carolina okay, Carolina won twenty-seven, twenty-four. Carolina so does it. Two four and one teams on Thursday night. Most important thing out of this game, too. Larry Fitzgerald did not kill the Eagles. Yes! He gave you your garbage time fantasy points, but uh, the, the, the I mean, the Cardinals' offense. There was no dimension to this Cardinals team at all, no matter what side of the ball or special teams was out there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing about this. Like We talked about a lot in the preview show. There was so much worry about the speed of the Cardinals and how they would deal with the slower secondary and the Eagles and the, the chances to take shots deep. I mean, and, and think about it. The way this game went, you're up 21 to nothing in the first quarter as the Eagles. Arizona didn't push the play deep down the field really at all during this game. I mean, it was a lot of underneath stuff, and so the Eagles in the secondary, as much as we thought maybe the defensive line would have a field day, and they had they had a pretty good day, but the secondary and the job they did today to contain this team when, when they had a complete disadvantage in that area of the field, I mean... They, they did a fantastic job, and so uh, hats off. One of the biggest concerns, a bad matchup for them. They handled it beautifully. They get a huge win, and now you feel yeah. pretty good going into Thursday. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a short week, and sure, I'm sure. Uh, around Tuesday or Wednesday, James Seltzer will, will bitch and moan about, oh, they rested, They didn't oh, rest the starters. Oh, bitch about it right now. Don't, Why no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that today. We're not doing it today because it's a victory show, and we don't need to worry about that stuff. That's nitpicky. This is no one been, got hurt, so we're good. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, let's start it off. 
the uh, can we just celebrate and say how awesome it was? And Duncan's going to push it up for us that 19 yard catch uh, to to Burton there on the uh, yeah. Let me let's just hear the the greatness of Merrill and the first touchdown by Carson Wentz today. It is second down and seven at the Arizona 15. Wentz looks floating and it is caught. Touchdown inside the pylon to Trey Burton. What a throw and what a back shoulder catch. By Trey Burton. This is the- and what you uh, what you didn't see and or hear about that is the moment that Tory Smith just went whoop and he saw the ball in the air, put his hands up immediately, called for the touchdown. That got the game started. And what what an incredible drive! Not only for that, but I mean, what was the uh, what was the stats? I believe at in the third quarter, Carson Wentz was eight for nine, two hundred and two yards, three touchdowns on third down. He was masterful today. Yeah, other, I think, we're going to forget about the weird interception. Yeah, in the which was but like, other than that, yeah. Well, especially because it was just like he had like two bad passes the entire game, and those were those back to back throws where he throws it to Patrick Peterson who drops it, then Antoine Bethea made a really nice play in the end zone to intercept it, but. I, man, otherwise the throw to Burton, Burton really a, an acrobatic, beautiful catch as well. But it was that whole, like you said, on third down, and not just on third down, John, third and 11, back-to-back third and 11s. Third and 19 was when he hit Nelly for that <laughs> monster 72-yard touchdown. It was in big spots all game like that coming through. I think, John, we can't underrate those third down numbers. I think it really says a lot about the offense and about Wentz that he – you know, has that kind of uh, clutch gene in him. He's really starting to come through in big spots. Um, man, he just looked great today. Like, I I don't know how you can come out of it. I, I, I'm sure PFF will have him graded as like a, a 50 or something. But Tom Savage better. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't know <laughs> how you can come out of this and not say Carson Wentz played a brilliant game today. Yeah, he played a complete game. And the other thing is he picked up a couple of first downs with his legs. Uh, it was only yeah. a couple of times, but it was something that he continues to do week in and week out. It's a real skill that teams have to prepare for. And when they don't, he, he takes – Good advantage of that. And so just a complete, well-played game by Carson Wentz. Had to love it. Yeah, and there's a couple of times where, you know, uh, where was it? In the second quarter where he almost escaped again and uh, and had uh, had really big plays. Uh, yeah, Son Reddick, like, made that yeah. diving tackle. That would have been another first down on From? a third. That's right, to you, baby. Yeah, for you. Right. For, you. to you, for you, son. Thank That's you. right. Thank you. Thank you. We do enough with the Iowa. Thank you for a little temple love. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there is – it's sure, you can, you can really pick apart anything that's – uh, happening there, maybe in the in the in the second quarter, it was unfortunate that you, that you gave away points there. I understood what Carson Wentz was trying to do, but that was an incredibly hard throw to Zach Ertz when uh, you know Bethea ended up with that crazy interception uh, there. But uh, fortunately for Dave Fipp, who has the crazy eyes, the crazy features, the crazy everything, yeah. Dawson blocks a 51-yard field goal, so it ends up not mattering only on the stat sheet there. Uh, and, and just all around, I really this is and this is what we were talking about leading up to this week. You, it's not. Like we're gonna run, we're gonna pass, we're gonna do all this stuff. But listen, they they found that early. They're like, oh well, uh, Tory Smith, this is gonna be a blown coverage. That's gonna be there. You know, uh, they just kept chucking it deep, and that's what was. I think I, I, that's what I was hesitating a little bit on. Like, oh, are they going to do that consistently against opportunities where it's going to be there? And yeah, they didn't. They didn't let up at all. And let me tell you that let, I got to hear that Nelson Aguilar thing because <laughs> that was that dropped in the bucket so beautifully. And uh, the, that was the first best part. The second best part is Nelson Aguilar shaking everybody and heading in for the end zone. Wentz on third down takes a low snap. Here comes the rush. He steps up. He is floating it deep, and it is caught by Aguilar at the 20. Cuts back at the 10, at the 5. He is in for the touchdown. 
He falls backwards. My a 72-yard bomb to Aguilar. And it was very, very, very Deshaun-like at the end, wasn't it? When he just dropped in and went like... I cannot tell you, Vince Quinn, how proud I am of Nelson Aguilar. Finally, finally, something that I dug my heels in, that I planted all the flags. I said, Nelson Aguilar cannot be that bad, and he has shown that he has not been this season. I'm so proud of him. I'm so happy for yeah, him. Yeah, the talent's finally come around, and, and the confidence is just so obviously apparent. And and what it's done for him is incredible. I mean, it, it's getting to the point where now, like, look, he's going to be a free agent after this year. And yeah. at, at this point, you if you ran, like, just a poll on your average person, would you want Aguilar to stay? Would it's you amazing. resign him? I mean, wh- what are you going to get, like a 90% Actually, yes? in the comments, if you're watching on Facebook Live and tweet us, if you're listening on the replay at BGN underscore radio, just say yes or no. That's all I want to know. We'll know exactly what you mean by that. Would you resign Nelson Aguilar today in Week 5? But yeah, it's, it's been yeah. an incredible season for him. It's, it's been really impressive for a guy who was that far down in the dumps. I mean, all the pressure of being a first pick, being in Philly, having the breakdown in his locker, being sat out for games. It's been writing on the wall that they would probably cut him after this season. I mean, he's really in a do-or-die scenario for this year, and he's been phenomenal for what they've asked. 100% yes in the comments so far. Can you believe that? Can you believe no, that no the journey that that guy's been uh, through already yeah, left absolutely. for dead you can't even get on the field could just cut him for the three million dollars he's hurting the football team which look i was there at one point we i just said oh my god uh but uh, just a, just an incredible turnaround for this guy yeah and and i do want to point out we see some people saying alshon is invisible in there alshon is really taking up a lot he's of the reason coverage. why that he, out, that's that where he gets i'm open, going yeah. like he's really helped Aguilar Ertz. the reason those guys Part of the reason those guys have looked as good as they have is because, I mean, there's a reason you didn't see Patrick Peterson on any of those guys all day because he was locked up with Alshon all day. Alshon has done a really good job of taking coverage away and and doing what he can. So I I know he hasn't been putting up the numbers, but he's still really having an impact there. But I mean, on Nelly, like, it's it's crazy. Like, I don't even, it's one of those things that you almost never see in this league. It's so rare where it's not a change of scenery, where someone stays in the same place is that much of a gigantic, awful, monster disappointment and turns it around and becomes something positive. So it is a, uh, it is awesome to see. He's always seemed like a really good kid. Like, you know, you should, how could you not yeah. be happy for him? And I certainly think he's part of this team next year. There, I think they'll pick up the option on him and all that stuff. Um, and you know what? I want to go back to what you were saying before, though, about the general, you know, they were, they were airing it out today. And I think you have to give Doug credit. Wow. I think you have hold to on, give Doug credit. Let me. I'm, I'm. I'm putting up my. I'm checking to make sure James is okay and he's not feeling sick. Wow, that's amazing. I don't <laughs> I, know, write that down on October. I haven't, of... let me, you haven't even let me finish. I could say <laughs> for being an idiot and not taking guys out of the. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, you have to give Doug credit for for uh, you know tailoring his game plans against the opponents. The last three weeks, we've seen it where he. You know, a Chargers team, a Giants team where he should have been running the football and that was the game plan he came in with and they executed it brilliantly today against an Arizona team where it's a lot harder to get that running game going. And they did at times. There were some nice runs in there, but he came in and said, all right, we're going to throw the ball and they threw the ball. So, you know, I think at least from a game plan perspective, after all the crap he took after the Kansas City game, where actually we were not necessarily as 
as angry as yeah. others were about the game plan there, just because I didn't think they could run the ball well, especially. Uh, I was more mad that he didn't pull Samalo in that yeah, game than yeah. about the not running. And that's a, that'd couldn't. be fair, yeah. And I think that, but, uh, you know, I think. Especially what, what we have going on now, which is we have going the rotation of guards knocked that off just already. Just Good stop. Lord. It's so clear that Wiz is bad. Every person with a pair of eyes, you don't even need to have eyes. You can be <laughs> blind and see and know that Wiz is better. But either way, I think Doug. Does deserve some credit for the last three weeks in terms of the game plan and the approach. But Vince, I got to tell you, you know, we we talked a lot about this morning where you know Shilkapati from the Athletic was saying this is this offensive unit, this offensive line unit is one of the best in the country right now, and they're going on. I think they showed it again today. Now, not necessarily in the running game because the Cardinals uh, front seven is pretty good, and that's uh, to to James's point about you know, hey, go after their weakness. It is in their secondary, which is weird to say because it has been so strong for the last couple of years here. But uh, offensive line got it done again today. They did. And actually, the one guy, when it came to the outside, because generally through the year, uh, and, and Arizona's played a couple of good teams, they've shut down teams that have run to the outside. And mm-hmm. the Eagles were able to do that a couple of times for some pretty big gains. And, and one of the guys who had an exceptional day yet again and deserves a lot of credit for how he's played this year, Jason Kelsey. He looked good. Yeah, other, I mean, than, other than one blow-up play, he looked a really, really good again. Yep. Yeah, you'd yeah. see him. Yeah, and like, he looks I mean, good with Wiz. Those two look good together when they're combo blocking and stuff. Like, they work well together, I, you know? Yeah, it, do, it does look good, and it's so refreshing to see, to have that interior run game because, I mean, the way the modern NFL's worked, like, you don't have fullbacks anymore to really help plow those holes through and stuff. So What are you, those? Fullbacks. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it, it's an ancient art. It's like the VCR. Um, so when you have a fullback or you don't have a fullback, and you need to get interior yards. You want, you need a big back, but you need good interior line play, and the Eagles are getting that regularly, and you see the results week in and week out now. This isn't like one week of Jason Kelsey overperforming and like, wow, look, Jason Kelsey had a good game. It's like, no, he's had a lot of good games now. Brooks has been good. Wiz has been good. Like, this is a really solid interior line you can run behind. They're, They're fantastic. Yeah, and it's so weird to me at least I mean, sure, Legarrette Blunt still looked. That was so much fun to see him rumbling, and, oh my God. rumbling, and rolling towards the end. Just to defenders, kind of, defenders like bouncing off him the wrong so way. Much like fun. they were like pushing him forward. They're like, go, go, get away from us. But outside of that, when uh, you know the first couple of quarters, when you see and I was I was talking to the guys during the game and Kenyon Barner on that long punt return. Man, oh man, if that was if I I, I always just have these flashes in my mind because I was a huge. Huge Kenyon Barner fan when he when he was at Oregon, mm-hmm. and then his his knee hurt and he ne- the speed never really looked there. But man, uh, he still got it. Like it's so weird to see like the maneuverability is there, the little shake and bake, and just that that first acceleration is there. It's just that that long uh, the, the long term speed. speed's gone. Yeah, uh, he, we could see it. Like it yeah. was, he had it. He had it. If he was a, a, a second faster, he's he's gone. And uh, also interesting that he was. Up until that last, you know, the last in the third and fourth quarter, the most productive running yeah, back that's on the team making some plays. Which again, I'm, you know, we it's not it's not nothing. And look, this was a, this was a great game to go and look. It's like, all right, it was the offensive line because a lot of these guys, other than Blunt, don't create their own yards, and they really need those holes to kind of sit and burst through. And I thought, although the the Honda is good in the rain, you know, nothing nothing bad, nothing good out of him either, but it's just kind of uh, Kenyon Barner being the most effective running back today was kind of odd for a little bit. Um, yeah. 
Unfortunately, uh, you're not going to have Lane Johnson going into Thursday night because he <laughs> leaves with a concussion during the second half. We'll keep you updated on where and when and uh, if uh, we, you know, if there's a replay of when exactly that might have happened. But he didn't come out for the second half. Although, saying with that, uh, <laughs> Big V didn't didn't get his name called in a good way. And I thought he held in uh, pretty well at right tackle there. He did. He held up very well there. And I think that, you know, what we've seen from Big V last year in that position as well, that he really did hold up well enough. He's not Lane Johnson, but he's a lot better than I think most backup right tackles are in this league, at least from what you see. And like you said, his name not really called in a bad way. And and back to the Barner thing, too, I just a general overall shout out for special teams today. The special yes. teams played terrific today and that was something where in the preseason and whatnot we were talking a little about early in the season like uh uh-oh like what's going on with the special teams we can count on this and and really have brought it back of late especially the coverage team just all over swarming to the ball i think the cardinals only had one uh 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 drive that started past the 25 yard line i mean it was a it was a strong strong showing from a special teams today and yeah and uh yeah so i, I think barner obviously a big part of that yeah and, and on top of that the other thing was the cardinals made a lot of bad decisions in the return game because a couple of times they took the ball back and i mean they're getting tackled at the 10 they're getting tackled at the, like the 19 yeah. and so when you're already down and you need every yard you can get desperately to have those bad decisions and to have the special teams come down the field and make them pay for it uh it, it was really a complete game i mean really all three phases and special teams in a really fun exciting and kind of unexpected way was a huge part in this one uh we need to let's a round of applause let's get it going come on round of applause round of applause because the giants are officially 0 and 5 ladies and gentlemen the giants are 0 and 5 and you can thank the philadelphia eagles for ending their season early so once again uh, declaring uh, declaring a team dead they're after their own two yeah, they're gonna get is, the f- uh, is an okay thing to do. So uh, they're going to get the bang. first pick in the draft. They're going to get like Darnold See, or I something. Hear all that then, it's like, know. oh, they're going to. When have the Giants ever drafted correctly on anything recently? I mean, they're, yeah. you know, it's. Well, I shouldn't say that because. Yeah. Wait, Eric Collins Flowers is great, yeah, John. Yeah. Listen, OBJ was it's, an right it's not. It's going to take. Well, with. The guys that are coming out of this class. Quarterback wise, like there is some talent there. I'm not going to disagree with that. But if they're going to go with, you know, Rosen, or if they're going to go with Donald, they're, I don't know. That's gonna that's gonna take some time. The Giants are very far behind because they have the they have a lot of nice pieces on defense where they're ready to compete now and they can grow with the team moving forward. I don't I, I don't know. I think the Giants are are due for a two or three years of just grossness. Who would have thought you're gonna have to get a new yeah. head coach well, too eventually. They're, yeah, they're, they're done. There are three wins in New York and they all belong to the Jets. How about that today? <laughs> Jets beat the Browns as well. So uh, once again New York is a Jets town. But uh <laughs> outside of that and just to, just on what Vince was talking about the defensive side of the football yeah, is exactly buddy. what we thought it was going to yeah, be buddy. today. I mean, Carson Palmer had no time to throw. I couldn't believe how many third and 16, third and 11, third yep. and eight, fourth and 11, check down city. Uh, the, the, you know, uh, who was it? Though? Uh, Ellington was catching all those, right? Oh, so yeah. if you and got him in your PPR you league. Chris Johnson, too. It was like, what are you yeah. using yeah. him there for? Great call, John. I mean, I thought the D played terrific today and it was what you expected but the secondary held up even you know you, there were none of those monster deep x play type stuff like you said those third and 19 third and 16s or whatever they all kept them in front of them every single time just shutting it down like it felt like you were just watching the cardinals just play out the string just be like all right here's three plays here's yeah. the ball back and don't hurt us yeah and even going like going into the game i mean it was just like they were they were all about five wide receivers. You'd see bunch formations here and there, running 
backs were always going out on routes. Like They played a completely different game because of the Eagles' defense. It damaged them early to the point where it was punt, punt, and you're down 14, and then you're down 21, and it was just like they, they had nothing going for them. Yeah. And by the time they even had some sort of glimmer, because they started going, if you notice, there was a point in the game where they started to go a little bit further down the field. They're throwing like 15 yards or so down the field. That's when they scored the touchdown. Then they got away from that all over again. It was like, as soon as that touchdown happened, I'm like, all right, Arizona figured it out. They're going back to what they do. They've yes. got the matchups, and this is going to be a big problem for the rest of the day. We have a game. And they just went away from it again. I mean, it was just, it was completely mind-blowing how bad of a game they played. And I don't know if they were scared of the Eagles' defense or what, but, I mean, they, they allowed the Eagles to totally dominate that aspect of the game. And, like, Jalen Mills early got targeted a lot. You weren't so worried well, about a, that. That's, that's when I was just like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, and, and by the hey. Second quarter, I mean, it was like, who really cares? Rasul Douglas didn't get burnt. You had like five situations where they could have had an interception. Patrick Robinson you know? could have well, had five well, himself. Re- yeah, re- I mean, it was that quick, kind of game. Real quick on that. Uh, Patrick, if you're watching, looking at me, I'm looking at you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, uh, <laughs> I, I totally told, told yeah. you you were going to be burnt toast yeah. coming in through here. I'll apologize, uh, too. Sorry, buddy. I didn't think you could play on the outside at all. I thought inside you might might have a shot there. You did, which I which is great, but uh, you played great today. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you played great today. I can't, Big fans, I Patrick. I can't believe. Big how fan. is that possible? Big fan. Uh, that, that hit. <laughs> That's why I'm saying. Like, he all, looked so awful. You, I can't tell you how <laughs> terrible he looked in, in camp. He just looked so incredibly bad to the point of like we were talking about this if Ronald Darby doesn't get traded for he's probably still cut and then they move him to the slot because of that then he has this rebirth of coming outside and I I, listen I don't know if he could do it for 16 games but it hasn't been an issue so I apologize Patrick Robinson yeah I mean phenomenal game by him today for without a doubt and by the way why did the Arizona Cardinals uh, start out running the football to Chris Johnson. Why, right? What What on earth? Like, Chris Johnson is as fast as I am now. Why is Chris Johnson playing on an NFL team? <laughs> I don't know. You, you, you talk about running back talent there, and sure, they have David Johnson, and, and it was unfortunate what happened to him, but, like, nothing behind that. I, I was so confused. I would say, uh, and oddly enough, Bruce's diaper wasn't all that full today, and I was no. rather disappointed in that. He, I, he know, knows how bad his football yeah, team is. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. That's exactly right, John. He just, you know... He just emptied the diaper before the game, and he was like, you know, I'm not going to get worked up. We suck. <laughs> they're, they're, no way, good. they're way better than us. There's no reason to get my diaper all full. So you know? so what is... Uh, <sighs> I don't, oh, it just uh, fell off oh, a little bit. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, there it is. That's a heavy diaper. So I don't know, fellas. What is the, uh, what's your expectations for this football team? It's, I, I mean, like, I'm elated by... Uh, we all needed this. We all needed just to see a, a monster-crushing... And boy, oh boy, draft Twitter. We got to talk about Carson Wentz a little more before we get into anything else. Uh, I like there are those. It is still the Carson coaster, but there wasn't much of a coaster here. There was just one like, oh no, here we go. And then, and, you know, after in that third quarter when you have Nelson Aguilar scoring that touchdown, everything feels great again. And then he was in command again. It was just kind of. I, I think when we look for perfection and we look for all those different things, and Carson still has a long way to go. But looking at the rest of the people that were in front of him, and we'll see what Dak does today, and you know, uh, Jameis Winston on Thursday night, and Marcus Mariota, and all these different other guys. I mean, he looks he looks like he's ahead of those, and he's not in fully into his second year yet. That's got to make you feel pretty damn good as an Eagles fan now. And even you know, see you drift Twitter, see everybody kind of <laughs> peeking their head after today. I, I felt great about Carson Wentz. It's exactly what we needed to see. Well, yeah, he gives you everything. The guy is a complete player. 
I mean, really, it's just it, he gives you, at this point, the deep ball. Well, the deep ball is also being caught when it's thrown to Torrey Smith, which is a huge difference in perception. I mean, if Torrey Smith even caught half of the deep balls that he was thrown earlier in the year, the thoughts on Wentz and the deep ball are totally different, mine included. So to have the deep balls actually get caught, to be able to uh, contribute in the running game when plays broke down and see the openings, I mean, all the stuff that Wentz does, he, he just gets it. He's a pro's pro. And, and the team loves him, and they're winning games. I mean, like, to answer your other questions you threw out there for a second, yeah. this is a playoff team. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, now it's a playoff team. Yeah, I think, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know how you could look at it. They're 4-1 and one after the first five weeks of the season. They, have three, they won a game in October, gang. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> I mean, but also, they're undefeated in the conference, undefeated in the division, yeah. all that type of stuff. It's the exact type of start you want to see them get off at. And then more so when you look at the conference, you know, like – who are you really scared of? I mean, I, you know, I think there are teams that are better than them. Like, I wouldn't pick them to go to the Super Bowl or anything. I think the Falcons are still better. I think the Packers probably still better. You know, teams that are better than them. But not, there's no dominant teams. There's no one who on any Sunday you don't think the Eagles have a chance against. Yeah, there's no Kansas City right now. Yeah. Like, Kansas City is clearly the best NFL team right now. And and you don't have anything like that in the NFC. Like, the, the traditional teams, the Packers, they're... The very stop and start, they have great games and just okay games. Uh, Seattle is like traditionally the, oh, well, yeah, Seattle will be great. And, I mean, what is Seattle right now? Like yeah. they're, they're a complete mess. Yeah. They're playing the Rams right now. The Rams could win that game. The Rams could very well be handily in front of the division there. Like, uh, it's just, it's a total grab bag. So for the Eagles to be at this point where they're going to, they have the chance to really pull ahead of the division if the Packers beat the Cowboys... Going into next week, I mean, man, this this team is going to probably outright win the division, and they could be one of the top seeds in the conference. If even if you know, obviously they're not going to win at this rate, but if they play close to this level of football, they could really be one of the top seeds in the NFC. And that's what's great about having that feeling. It's just going like, okay, yeah, they could get to that point, they could get that high, uh, and they can contend with everybody that's left on their schedule. Of course, like you know, we looked at. Those teams, what you talked about, you looked at Seattle towards the end of the schedule, you're like, man, I don't know. And it's still going to be a tough game regardless. It's a really good defense. It still is. They have a lot of, you know, offensive line and running back issues that are happening right now. Uh, Oakland, no David Carr. Um, they're actually getting uh, getting their butts kicked kind of right now, 14-3. to mm-hmm. uh, As we go into this, Cowboys up 7 nothing. I saw Brent Hundley in. As, yeah, uh, I don't know tri- if that was a mistake uh, by uh, by ESPN's fantasy yeah, app or not. Yeah, Rodgers is in. Okay, he's back. Uh, so thank you to ESPN for almost making me say wrong information. Uh, but uh, 7 nothing going on there. Uh, Cole Beasley, of course, the old... A little some bitch getting into the end zone. But, like, you know, there is definitely nobody in the division is is there to be like, oh, no, can't yeah, we can't beat, can't beat them. And I just want to reiterate this again. Remember last year when everybody looked at these two teams playing in the divisional playoff round and everybody's reaction was, oh, God, they're just so far away from this Dallas Cowboys team. It took four weeks <laughs> in the in the in the season and now 5 weeks into the season where they've already caught up. It took one off season to catch up to a possible, you know, playoff team the Cowboys might be reverting, I don't know, but right now 
I mean, I, I always thought that was ridiculous in the first place. Oh, it was r- Didn't expect absurd. it to be uh, to everybody well, they, to feel that way, you know, in week five of this season. Well, the Cowboys went from what four and twelve to three and thirteen and three. I mean, this is not, this is a league where teams have shown that. I mean, the Falcons went from four and twelve to eight and eight to the Super Bowl. I mean, you can jump pretty quickly in this league. And the biggest reason is what we saw today. When you have a young quarterback who takes a step forward like that, who is as talented, as smart, as poised, all that type of stuff as Carson Wentz, you're going to have a chance. I mean, that gives you a chance. That alone, and they've actually built something around him compared to last year, obviously, uh, in terms of the weapons, the O-line playing well. Uh, defense, again, that we, we really have under-talked about just because of how exciting it was from the offense today, but just the defense went out and did exactly what you wanted to see from them, swarming all over the field. Brandon Graham, I mean, I yeah. feel like we almost need to do a post-game show where we just come out and just say Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham, because he de- <laughs> he's so good, and we just don't, like, it's, it's so many other things happening that it's like almost an afterthought, but um, they played really good team football today. Like Vince said before, all three aspects of the game, they were stellar in today. And you feel like, look, they're not going to play like that every single week, but um, I, I think you and have it's to feel, they're certainly not going to get the Cardinals every week either. Exactly. But yeah. I think you have to feel really good about what this team's floor and ceiling are right now. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Like, you look at this team, and hey, the division's struggling. You know, Washington, like, they have all these injuries. Josh Norman's going to be out for four weeks. It's huge. Dallas, might miss him here that Monday night. There's a good chance for that. Yeah, and think of the advantages that come from that of of already beating the Skins and then to play them again and not have Josh Norman in the equation. Sorry. Sorry, Packers touchdown, but Devontae Adams is playing. I didn't wow, realize. Wow, that's incredible. That I is know. terrifying. I'm sorry to yeah, interrupt that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just no, like totally fine. threw me off there. But, you know, the Giants are out of the race entirely, and you've already beaten them. You're dealing with Dallas. who Dallas has a lot of issues as well because right now, as much as they're still, like, teams are stacking the box against Dallas and yeah. just try, saying run the ball against us. And they're, and they're they doing are. okay. Yeah, yeah. They're still getting over four yards of carry. So Dallas is doing great in the running game. But they're starting to take away Cole Beasley. They're starting to take away Jason Witten, and they're forcing Dak to throw farther down the field. Can they adjust to that? I don't know. And so to to be in this situation right now with the Eagles, where, look, the Eagles have an identity now. They've been a strong running team that has the ability to uh, pass the ball if they have to and make those big plays. Like, Wentz is in a really good situation right now because, yeah, if you need him to throw 40 times a game, you can, but... When Blunt's running well and the line's blocking well and you can take a little pressure off him, it's less opportunities to get sacked, all that kind of stuff. It's just the offense, I mean, the time of possession. Like, the end of this, the final drive that the Eagles had in this game, it went for like seven minutes. Yes. I mean, you went the whole distance of the field, you went seven minutes, you're killing all of this clock, you're getting a touchdown at the end of the drive. It's just like, what else can they possibly do? Like, they're so incredibly dominant right now, and you know what to expect from them going into games, and, and no one else in the NFC East is close to that right now. I want to get, no back, I want to get back to draft Twitter on this point, on this, <laughs> because like I'm, I'm amazed at how much... Listen, I mean, it t- and it took a lot. Nobody really expected Nelson Aguilar to just kind of like really start to turn it around these first five weeks. But that's what happens when you have Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith. And Torrey Smith is is not like an NFL MVP here. He's just a, a you know, a, and granted, up to the last couple of weeks, everybody was like, well, what's going on with Torrey? But like, that is an NFL wide receiver. Not the two garbage things that were, were here last time. And yes, I'm sorry, I'm including Jordan Matthews in that too. As playmakers, as, as whatever, there were no playmakers on this football team. Jordan Matthews is a great guy and he's a great possession wide receiver. I'll never take that away from him. But there wasn't here. They do matter. Sorry, that does matter. There's a huge difference between 4.7 YPA and whatever he's averaging at now at 7, 8. 
might even be nine after this game because this was so front-loaded with amazing, amazing air yards here. All those things matter. One guard. That's all it took. One guard, two wide receivers, and a free agent running back who said, don't sign this guy because he just rushed more than he ever did in his career. That's how the Eagles are 4-1 and one and being in the division. That's all it took. That's it. Yeah. And that would, that's a real thing. Playmakers matter. Offensive line matters. Lane Johnson being here freaking matters. I almost did it there. I almost did it there because I really, almost. really wanted to. Almost. But I am so fired up. Like I'm, I, I have to take a vote between you guys. Is it time to dunk on draft Twitter or not? Because I am, I can't. I can smell the blood coming off of my teeth. I'm ready to rock and roll. I want to say not yet. Not yet. I'm I'm wait. trying to be self disciplined. Gotta here. wait a little I think bit. It's, I think here's it's the thing. Him. Here's the thing. Here's the beauty. Okay, I'm gonna explain it to ah, you. Here's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> down boy, down boy. Uh, here's the thing. This is the beauty of it because it's happening. Like like it's happening. Like you could do it now, but you're gonna make them wait. And be scared for when it does happen just a little bit longer and let them keep having to watch Carson go out there and just make freakish plays out there and throw for 300-plus and four touchdowns. And they're going to be sitting there craking in their boots, and then all of a sudden, after the right amount of time, it'll be the most amazing thing. Yeah, exactly. And Jesse's also pointing out, uh, Jesse Mendoza, that, yeah, Zach Ertz early in the season matters, Vince Quinn. It matters that he's getting going early. Now, uh, I will officially buy into, yes, the quarterback to uh, receiver relationship, but does actually matter. And that's why, and then the focal point, Huge. again, I, I, you know, between between Tory, between Alshon, that's why Aguilar, that's why Ertz is getting started early. Yeah, for sure. And and Ertz just in his own right, he's always been a good player, but I don't know. Uh, he's tougher this year. Frankly, he's yeah, tougher yeah. this year. He looks different, yeah. whatever it is. It, it, whatever whatever happened after that Bengals game, I think he's changed. And, and the Eagles as a whole have been significantly better because what he's able to do. The guy is able to be successful in the middle of the field. So now you've got to defend all over the place. You know, you're defending deep with Smith. Uh, Alshon's great in the mid-range and short game. And then you've got Ertz in the middle of the field. You've got the ability usually underneath with Smallwood. Like, that they have a lot of options. I mean, really, when you're going to the weapons just as a whole, who's underperformed this year? Yeah, not many. I mean, the only guy yeah. you could say is Jeffrey because he doesn't have the numbers. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. You can say that for now. And that's fine. But, like, in the role that he's fulfilled, he's he's doing a lot of gritty plays for the Eagles, and he's converting on a very high percentage of those plays. Mm-hmm. Like, he is ult- – I almost think of, like, if you got Jason Avant and put him on steroids, like, that's kind of what Alshon has been for the Eagles. Yeah. He's just steady, consistent, move the chains, reliable hands – He's he's been really good for them, and so to have that kind of thing going on to complement Ertz to get these guys like Aguilar open, I mean, it's just a well-run, well-clicking offense all across the board. Yeah, and I know that there's uh, he's made a lot of uh, you know the, the tough third-down catches. That's that's kind of he's still that safety blanket. Uh, red zone, there's still a lot of options there. I really, I, I actually think Carolina is a huge Alshon game. I really do. Uh, I think that you know, uh, for the same reasons, the secondary is not exactly uh, put all together. They're still trying to scramble to smooth that thing out. I think Alshon works really well. I mean, it's guys, it's Patrick Peterson. Like, it's not he gets he gets to the one, and yes, you're, those he's supposed to beat those number one guys. Like to to be one of those top wide receivers. 
I'm not hitting the panic button on it yet. I think he's given this offense a lot more than people see on the stat sheet, um, and I'm I'm still feeling pretty good about the signing. Well, yeah. you know what the thing is? It's like with, with Alshon, because with typically with number one wide receivers like Antonio Brown with the Steelers, you know, it's like well, you got to get it to Antonio because otherwise in the passing game, you, you never know. Odell Beckham, you got to get it to Odell because who else do you got? And for the Eagles and Jeffrey, it's really nice because. You've got the other options, yeah. and they are working. So you don't have to force the ball to Alshon. If he has 50 yards or 40 yards through the air, it, you can still win games and win them by a hefty margin. Yeah, no, I think the point you made is it's just the fact that he really is opening it up for everybody else. I think that's not what people are seeing. You know, he, the reason you don't need to throw to him is because he's taking a lot of the coverage away. And, and you know, we're seeing him getting double teamed, getting bracketed, you know, taking a guy like Patrick Peterson essentially out of the game. You know, they have to use that resource one on one on Jeffrey. So I, I think that, you know, again, you don't need him to put up those types of numbers because you've. You know, he's taken the coverage away in those spots. Yeah, and I and I see Tim in here kind of disagreeing. He's like, well, he's he should be taking those plays away from top CBs and whatever. It's all not completely his fault either. I mean, I think today, I don't know what happened. There was there was another deep ball attempt from Wentz to Jeffrey. Yeah, it was just I don't a know little if it was off. Mi- that- miscommunication on like, uh, I thought you were going this way as opposed to that way, or, you know, it really wasn't hitting there. I mean, Carson Wentz hasn't hit an open Alshon Jeffrey yet either. So, I, again, I think that's a big part of it, just the same way that we saw with Tory, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I still think it's coming for Alshon. It's amazing to say this. There's a lot of mouths to feed yeah. on this Eagles offense, you know, which is something that you definitely couldn't say last year. And now I kind of get what fantasy draft people were talking about. It's like I just can't touch Alshon, <laughs> Alshon, uh, Alshon <laughs> in, uh, in in fantasy right now because I'm not sure where the ball is going. And that's kind of that's kind of where it's at with with a lot of this stuff right now. You know, I I don't know what's going to happen next season. Let's let's wait and see the next six seven games before we kind of like get any of those in, uh, reactions in there. But he I. Still Still think he's making a big difference uh, on the field here. Uh, just, uh, just uh, again, an overall incredible win uh, from everything. Jake Elliott still hasn't missed a kick yet since uh, yeah. since he hit the sixty-one yarder. That's a good streak to keep going there. Um, I, I, I just, you know, the, again, the defensive line played. A spectacular Timmy Jernigan today, uh, number one in uh, in shimmy dance and getting a, yeah he's just uh, the, <laughs> he did one of these and then did a little shimmy with the shake and then uh, the bang 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 uh, back and forth. Stuff. I think uh, the man knows how to dance. You can tell. I think the majority of the money is uh, is is heading towards his direction you sometime got, soon. That guy's got to come back. You know what the funny thing is about this defense and the, and I got to keep reminding myself is there's you know what what's going to happen when Fletcher Cox comes back and you put Darby on top of that. And then again, you know, Jimmy Kempsey just kind of floating Sydney. the thing that Sidney Jones might be out there for a potential playoff run in week 11, week 12. You know, I, I mean, if he's healthy, sure. And if he wants to play, absolutely. I don't think we're, no, we're not, we're, we're not going to know how to act in when it, when it gets a little colder outside. I really do think the full potential of this football team really isn't even there yet because we, we haven't seen everything come together and it's still kind of gelling and forming up. Um, I'm I'm really excited to see what the defense does at full strength now. Yeah, and that's the thing right now. I mean, you're at the point where you're starting Mills and Douglas out there. Mills is like Mills is a marginal guy at this point, and for Douglas, he's a third round rookie, and you're not sweating it all that much. Like I'm this currently is, sweating right now. Well, you are sweating actually, and I I respect <laughs> no, the hustle. Always sweating. You know, doing the Jernigan dance moves will get you every time. But to be in that situation where you're going to add a lot of speed 
on the back end and guys with a little more experience on the back end. You're going to add uh, you're going to add Fletcher Cox back into this equation. I mean, man, it's it is just such a wonderful situation to be in. And yeah, defensively, like uh, Kendricks is a guy that's overperformed. Like you look at this team as a whole, yeah. and it's hard to because th- you think of a million scenarios of like, oh, this is going to go bad, and this is going to go bad, and this is going to go bad, and this could go bad. Like. Nothing's gone bad right now. Kelsey plays well. You're you're rotating at the left guard spot, and that's working. You've yeah. got backup nah. cornerbacks in. It's it. Well, Warmack is questionable. Just play Wiz, but, but yeah, but yeah Wiz yeah. works, and so it, and it hasn't been devastating with Warmack in there. Like all of your running backs have started to figure it out. Where you're not worried about Blunt, who we thought was a bust. Like th- there's nothing across the board that's going wrong right now. Michael Kendricks on the defensive side of the ball early in the game. Yes. Jordan Hicks out of the game. Michael Kendricks in for him, and they send him on a blitz he got some pressure like those are the kinds of things that you're seeing it's just everywhere all of the flowers are blooming right now for the eagles and it's been great a lot of some roses maybe some lilies that are sprinkled yeah. in there it's just it's just been really nice i saw a tulip yeah it was you know, pretty cool was it purple it's yeah. my mom's favorite color oh, there you go yeah nigel bradham the same way too it's just like everybody he played well man everybody has that that kind of once the momentum starts to go and then they smell blood like that's yeah. when you want to see this defense at its at its peak there they're swarming you know it's that gang tackling it's that mentality it's you know it's like if you ever played football that's what your defensive coaches always used to preach to you gang tackle everyone to the ball everyone gets some get at it you know what i mean and that's what you see with this defense everybody wants to get some them. It seems like everybody's involved in plays, especially the the, the, the running game. I mean, like, yeah. how, when was the last time we had an Eagles defense that wouldn't get gashed every now and again? I mean, this defense a while. really sound against the running game, and obviously the rotation along the D-line, just being able to bring all those bodies in, competent bodies. Chris Long, more plays made today. Um, it, it's just, man, it's, it's really heartening. We talked a lot about how this D-line could kind of make up for a lot of ills on the back end, and, and that is certainly played out, but the guys on the back end have played a lot better than expected as well. Yeah, it's 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 been a fantastic thing to see, and uh, hopefully it, it continues to roll on. I know you guys are excited in there, and uh, if you are uh, listening to the replay, we have got a, a ton of uh, of different clips from today. If you go to uh, our Twitter feed, at BGN underscore radio, thanks to our friends over at Clippin. You can rewatch this entire thing just on our feed, and you can do the same uh, for yourself, or whether uh, you are just wanting to share with your friends on, on Twitter or Facebook or wherever it is, uh, Clippin is the hottest app that is out there because you can make high-definition 30-second clips on any channel that you want. That's from A&E all the way down to E-Television. You know, all the sports networks that are in between, between the Pac-12, Fox, Fox Sports 1. Uh, a lot of great stuff that you can do. It enhances your blog. It enhances just having fun. It's a great way to watch TV if you uh, don't or aren't around one, to be honest with you. I use it yeah, all the time. I know, yeah. Go check out our friends at Clippin TV, Clippin.tv. Uh, for more information going there, uh, let's wrap it up. Let's—I mean, this has been a let's clap it up one more time yeah. for the Eagles tonight. This yeah. has been, this win, been great. Win. Uh, we are—we are on to Carolina once again. We will be at uh, Delaware Park Thursday night's uh, pregame show. I think we'll start around six thirty, seven o'clock. We hope to see you down there. Maybe we'll play some bets together. Uh, yeah, come on gotta, out. Got to be twenty-one to play though. Don't have to be twenty-one to watch. But uh, yeah, well, actually, you do have to be twenty-one to watch. My bad. Yeah, you have to be twenty-one to get, <laughs> to get in into the, the door. Building. But yeah. it'll be a lot of fun. Vince Quinn, I want your final thoughts, sir. Final thoughts. So the best thing about the Torrey Smith touchdown was not that he caught the ball. It wasn't the distance at which he went when he caught the ball. 
It was the celebration. Yeah, baby. The celebration was so good. <laughs> you kidding me? Getting all the guys lined up. Uh, was it Alshon that was there as catcher and Aguilar's the pitcher? Yes. And Torrey's hitting the ball out of the park. And Everybody does the, ooh, yeah. yeah Puts like, their hands up on their forehead and those see you later, the, yeah. That's the kind of thing that I've been waiting for. Like, you see it here and there around the league, but to see a good team celebration like that, something that had a little bit of planning go into it, like, those are the kinds of things that, like, NFL games are a lot of fun. Yeah. When you get celebrations like that from your team, they're a hell of a lot of fun. So much better on that. I was was so (laughs) jacked up after that celebration, and so to see that, I love it. I can't wait to see more. James Seltzer, your final thoughts, sir. Yeah, I actually, I was going to say something else, but I'm going to take Vince's and run with it. I think what that shows is it's a team that's having fun. Like, these guys are out there having a good time, and it seems like they kind of have some real camaraderie and really seem to like each other, and and that doesn't always matter, but it can really matter. And, And I do think in a sport like football that is so emotion based so all about you know you know the the emotion and and all that stuff that that to have that kind of you know chemistry I think matters, and I feel really good about this team. It seems like they're fun. They're a lot easy, of fun. They're easy to root for, and that's and that's true. You know, after all the dysfunction that we've gone through here over the last five years, yeah, this gross. is this team is the funnest to root for we've had in a while. You know, it's it's exciting. Absolutely, uh, fellas. My final thought. I only got one thing to say. Bye, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Fly, Eagles, fly. Score a touchdown. One, two, one, two, three. Hit them low, hit them high. And watch our Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. On the road to victory. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! This has been BGN Radio episode number 267. Right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. We'll see you guys. Stretch your hand and I'ma chop it off. I dare you ask for a favor from your boss's boss. Shrimp, scampi, angel head noodles, white wine sauce. Rwanda and Ross, reload the Nina Ross. Settle metal when I'm focused on the green Dinero. Hocus Pocus, Gucci Lopez, cake with bacon soda. Cake for soldiers moving weight from Maine to Nova Scotia. Bang revolvers, problem solvers, that pain the mothers. Lost a child, clips from play when they hear the loud. Nightmares, walking dead cause they sleep in You either sheep or shit, be scared and cut the Bye, Mixler. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Bye. We'll miss you.